Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. And good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. This is 3CR. You're on Showreel with Annie, and uh, this is the program that 3CR devotes to looking uh, at Australian film industry as well as other forms of Australian productions in moving image. And today, hopefully, we're going to be speaking to the writer, producer, director of a film that uh, was shot over in uh, Footscray, which is causing a great stir because, uh, actually, it's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's called Porno, and uh, before you rush out to... uh, Close your ears and eyes. It's P-A-W-N-O. It centres around a pawn shop in Footscray. And it uh, has a wonderful range of actors. It uh, is uh, almost like a day in the life of uh, uh, Footscray. Uh, Wonderful stuff. Anyway, before we get on to that, we'll uh, play a little music and uh, see if uh, we can um, raise... Ah, Damien Hill, writer, producer and uh, actor extraordinaire. Yeah, and as I said, we're going to speak to the writer, producer and actor extraordinaire, Damien Hill, who has been uh, busy making porno, the film of the moment. How are you, Damien, this morning? I'm what? Uh, yeah, I'm well. Thank you very much for <laughs> having me. It's lovely to chat. Well, it's a it's a great film. It's a, a lovely film, and uh, it inspires sort of uh, I reckon comparisons to another great film, uh, Death in Brunswick. Not not that it's the same kind of colour of story, but uh, definitely what uh, that film did for Brunswick, uh, you're definitely going to do for Footscray. Wow, cool. I can't remember the death in Brunswick. Oh, you have to go back and uh, check it out because I think uh, that that caused... uh, 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 It gave this sensibility of uh, local uh, stories in a local place in Australia in a way that uh, uh, broke the ice, I think. Um, Oh, cool, yeah. Well, yeah, it's slightly different than um, what Romper Stomper does for Footscray. (laughs) That's exactly right. But you've got someone in it who actually played in... Uh, Romper Stumper. <laughs> Johnny Brumpton, he played Magoo. Yes. And uh, he, he he plays a major lead in um, porno, doesn't he? 
So how did you... John plays, yeah, probably the central character and the owner of the store, of the pawnbrokers, um, who plays Les Underwood. So, yeah. So tell me first, um, I'll have to say that uh, the one, uh, writing uh, is the best way of getting yourself a job, quite quite clearly. <laughs> but what, yes. do, what does uh, being an actor give you when you're writing a script like this? Um, well, I guess it gives, you know, a, a vehicle, as you said. But, um, look, I'm, I'm an actor that yeah, I only got back into it five years ago or so. I trained at VCA and, you know, you get some jobs on TV and um, there's a, uh, I don't know, I guess there's some sort of hierarchy here or, or whatever with, um, you know, it's tough to break in. And um, I, I have been lucky. I've ended up working uh, with people that I really love. And actors, which I think, are, you know, I'd grown up watching and going, they're amazing and that sort of thing. But I'm probably not going to ever win a long-term contract on some sanitised TV show. So I just wanted to uh, make work that I was proud of. Well, and it started with um, a theatre company. I had a theatre, which is where I first met um, or first worked with Brumpton. And first worked with Paul Island, the beautiful director of porno and Tony Rickards who plays Harry we were all doing a play and um yeah so some of it was born out of that you've got to create your work uh you know actors some actors are brilliant and have great work at ethics and others are pretty lazy and it's not a country where stuff's going to come knocking on the door so do you live in you must live in Footscray you must I live around the corner yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was going to say yeah. cause, uh, no, I, I, do. I do I do live there but I don't live on Barclay Street a month no yeah. But but that's the thing, uh, it really, uh, what I was thinking about when you when I was asking you the question about uh, acting and writing is that it's almost like uh, the different perspective a dancer has about uh, a 3D environment and uh, you really uh, are, have achieved uh, bringing some of the, those characters that you do see in Buckley Street uh, to life, you know, and you've actually got some of the uh, cadence and the story, the way they talk and the, what they're doing in their lives. Uh, that That's very hard to do. Well, yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of it's in the script and then others, uh, you get uh, strong writing in the hands of, um, you know, initially a great director and then casting agent and ultimately actors. And it's a full collaboration, you know. They kind of uh, they work things out. For actors like um, Mel Kennard or Mark Goldsmith, or all of them, Mark Silvera, not fan. They're they're beautiful actors, so they kind of um, take it and run with it, you know. Well, you've um, given them great uh, great uh, roles to play. I, th- I have, haven't I? <laughs> you, you have, you have, you really have. <laughs> no, nah, well, well, yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're beautiful actors, and some of the ones I just mentioned. Um, they don't get enough work, in my opinion. You know, going, they, they, they bang on at all sorts of funding levels and stuff about cultural diversity and this and that. And um, you know, it might not be represented as thoroughly as as uh, it could be. Definitely, these, these actors are beautiful, and the characters themselves. You know, they're definitely set in Footscray, but these characters exist. You know, I was in Sydney yesterday. They exist well and truly in the heart of Sydney because there were. You know, life can be um, a struggle or beautiful or whatever. They're, they're ultimately, they're just characters and people, and they work really well in Footscray, but I could have set it in, um, you know, Smith Street, anywhere around Melbourne, really. Flemington, 
Kensington, and it would still be a... The aesthetic might be different, but the, the people would be um, saying the same words and having the same feelings. And the, there's something else that makes this uh, film, Porno, so convincing, is the structure of the film. So you've uh, not only achieved uh, ex, ex, uh, great characters, but you've also uh, used what I'd say is quite an old-fashioned uh, method because very early filmmakers, German filmmakers, made uh, one of the very first long feature films was A Day in a Life of Berlin, for example. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, I know more than you do. <laughs> but anyway, the point Way is... <laughs> now the point is that uh, this idea of uh, the day and the life of where all these different characters intersect uh but don't know, and may or may not know each other but in the one place and one time uh the Italians used to do this and the French do this as well this kind of Well definitely and it comes in theatre a fair bit um which is where you know I've read a million plays so um I've never read a book on script writing or anything like that I have seen Oh, don't let it muck you up. Nah, nah, it's all three-act structures, inciting incident, midpoint, what's your turn? Which is great if you're writing, you know, Spider-Man. But um, th- there are other ways to tell stories. So, um, yeah, it definitely happens in theatre and things like that and happens in life and some of it's in the edit. I think we actually cut the film pretty much to the script, but Paul and I got them. It definitely worked through the script and... You know, for, equally for what, what you find appealing, you know, um, other people say it's got no structure or they don't understand there's not a clear backstory or they would have preferred resolution in certain characters. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Watch TV if you want that. So, is, is that yeah. what people have said? That they want more mm. backstory and they don't, don't know the structure? I find that amusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that it's, yeah, you know, there was um, one certain festival, which is a cool festival, the person was lovely and they had eyes all over it and they went, we just think it's a bit messy. Really? (laughs) Extraordinary. I think think it's such a complete, lovely, uh, almost Rubik's Cube, uh, beautifully put together thing. I I, I don't find it like that at all. Uh, I mean, other films I do, like, you know, enjoy a... um, uh, always thinking of a certain, you know, smoke blue in the face, even jumps like coffee and cigarettes, uh, yep. things like that. As far as structural Robert Altman's thing, shortcuts and, and that, and then um, uh, yeah, it's, location-wise, you know, I guess a film like Clerks or yeah, where things can really build out of one point. Alkinos is a beautiful Aussie film every night. Every night, I spoke with him because that's the play Paul, John, and I and Tony met on, and I think it's a cool film. It's a beautiful black and white film, and. Um, you know, you have to write to a budget at some level. And as he explained, it's one location. It's Pentridge H Division. So I kind of... Um, and I think a pawnbroker is a beautiful vehicle because every single item in a pawnbroker uh, originally was somebody else's. So they've all got a story. Um, yeah. And there's a certain sadness in that too, isn't there? Sadness and hope. There is. There, there's something... I, I mean, I, I think early on I was writing another scene where I kind of went... It can also be beautiful, you know, like like an antique store. Suddenly it's beautiful if it's an antique store or an um, art gallery or something. You know, if it's not new work, you kind of go, well, this all used to sit somewhere else, whereas uh, you might look at a tray of rings and say, well, this all used to sit on somebody else's fingers. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Well, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, you're on Showreel uh, on 3CR, and uh, this is uh, we're, uh, we're talking to Damien Hill, who's a writer, producer, and actor uh, in a great new Australian film called Porno, which is just about to come out. Uh, and it is. It's. A, it's. Got, it should be a hit. This should be the new castle, or castle, or whatever you call it. Uh, it's funny, you know. Um, I come from Warrnambool, and uh, someone was telling me that when uh, some family members of his from Warrnambool watched the castle, they didn't think it was funny because they thought it was them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, have you had yeah. any of that sort of reaction to this film? Um, no, no, you know what, we had a village word of mouth, I don't know, whatever they call it, a member screening for village at Jam Factory the other night, because yep. village had been really lovely with us, because it is that film where it could linger in one little art house cinema, um, in Melbourne, or, you know, by be having... Bit and be mega. Uh, it could be mega. Yeah, yeah. Well, having a group like that kind of go, we really love it and play it multiple times a day in bigger cinemas is... It's beautiful. And um, anyway, we were at the screening and this one guy kind of went, um, you know, look, I got dragged along by my wife. I didn't want to come. I, don't, I just I didn't want to go and watch a little independent film. And he went, it's the coolest thing I've seen in the cinema since um, since The Castle. So okay. I, I kind of went, I don't think I've seen The Castle for 15 years. But uh, it, it was really lovely because that's beautiful when you can, you know, it's, it's great to have people which are used to film or used to theatre and go along and kind of get it but this guy is um you know was obviously not and he was really generous and uh in support of it and and he laughed there is one thing because i mean it's i think it's funny and other i think it's funny, it's funny too but um it's also pretty you know i guess it's a bit tough too as a traditional comedy yeah uh but it was beautiful we were in sydney two nights ago because um we had a Lovely Q&A up there that Margaret Pomerantz and David Stratton, because they love the film, they kind of wrote to us going, we've seen it, we love it, how can we help out? Because we've got no money for uh, P&A budget, so um, it's not going to be on posters on bus stops and trams and that. But uh, And I heard the laughter, and then Paul and I were saying, you know, even at comedies you don't actually hear often um, laughter like that in a cinema, which is beautiful. So people that get it really enjoy it. And then at the same time, it's a piece of film and someone will watch it and go, it's stupid, I don't like it. And you go, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't but that, like you then. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why you have different kind of... Uh, I mean, I do uh, film crits as well. And uh, what I just figure, everybody gets a tick for actually putting a film up because, you know, that's a tough gig. And uh, the next thing is it's only my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, yeah, yeah. But um, seriously, this is a, a yeah. really stunning film. One on another level too, because uh, because you've actually showcased uh, an Australia that um, you know the, the Australia outside our door. You know what I mean? It's it's not I one. It's, it's Australia that I see when I walk down the street. Oh, well, it's it's not. It's probably even then you still got to. It's probably got more white people, <laughs> more white people yeah, in the film right. than actually if I was to take a camera down Barclay Street. But, um, yeah, it's definitely getting closer to, you know, um, there, there's no kangaroos in it. There's no beaches. There's no sand or anything like that. And those films are beautiful, you know. They're, they're brilliant to see our landscape and stuff on screen, but I don't relate to it in a sense, you know. Um, so, 
And and you're right. There's films. Uh, I guess a film like Spotswood. You know, a film yep. like Red. Uh, a show like Redfern now, sorry, um, which is a show I really love. It's one of the few Aussie shows where I'm like, that's cool and it's episodic and um, yeah, and and just seeing that sort of on screen, um, it's cool. Now tell me, I noticed when I was looking into it um, that a lot of the people that are involved in this, uh, in, in, including the casting agent, who I have to say is a star, she's a total star, um, because all these characters, are, the, the actors, not only do they get a fantastic uh, run, they get to do what they actors actually do. Like uh, it's great to see Tony Rickards. I think he's a great actor. Um, also, no, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but his daughter in it too is the little girl playing the ukulele. Oh, is um, that who that is? She's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She's That's great. Tony's daughter, the beautiful Cece. Yeah, but also um, the guy playing um, Malcolm Kennard, right? The, is that yeah. the, the guy that was uh, played he, Malat in Ivan the he Ivan, did. Yeah, that's he right. Did. And which yeah. I couldn't watch because Ivan Malat, the whole idea of Ivan Malat's too much for me. But um, <laughs> I mean, just a whole idea. What a horrible person. But anyway, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. But anyway, I can see the attraction, I suppose, for making a series. But anyway, he's such a great actor. This is such a great role for him. Uh, but what I was going to phenomenal in it, yeah, yeah, it's a great role. And what I was going to say was that uh, uh, obviously uh, a lot of these people work together in uh, other places, uh, and, uh, like Chappelle. You, a lot of the people. Did, did you meet these people there, or uh, no? Mel came in and auditioned. Actually, I'd met Mel because Mel's friends with Brumpton, and um, I'd met him at Johnny's house once at a barbecue. And Mark Cole Smith turned up for the audition, and he's great. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. We'd cast Mel by then, and we're looking for a Paulie, and Mark was amazing. And those two knew each other, and obviously with that pairing, Carlo and Paulie, relationship is everything. I think so. Yeah. Um, if it's not manufactured, there were some beautiful actors. We really did open up and go. We saw a whole lot of actors. Um, for it, and not the usual names. Some were suggested, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't think so. So, um, well, Paul, you know, kind of went, no, let's let's see these people, and it was amazing because I always think, oh, actors are great, and I like, you know, I do, I I, I like actors when they're not trying to be actors, and um, <laughs> uh, it was amazing. The people that actually ended up doing, you know, really strong work probably had worked a fair bit because they've got better work ethics. We, we opened it up and had people come in and we'd say, Paul would say, what did you think of the script? And they went, oh, look, I had a really busy week. And I thought, seriously? <laughs> you know, like, you're going to say no, that? Focus. You should be desperate to... Um, yeah, focus. You know, it's a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Mark and Mel knew each other. I knew Johnny really well. I've done... I did another film, um, a film called Fell with Johnny. And... I'd done some shorts and done a few plays with him. And then Paul, obviously, really well. Tony Rickards and Paul had been friends. Tony's known Johnny for years. Kerry, we knew. Maeve, I met at a masterclass of Larry Moss. We were both acting in it. She'd come down to Melbourne. And Paul had wanted Maeve for ages. And I went, oh, guess who's here? And so I watched her on stage and she came out. And the only thing I'd seen her in was Beautiful Kate. Yep. And I didn't realise, I thought she was Sophie Lowe. I went, oh, it's the other girl. So, um, and she was amazing on stage. And then, you know, we got her the script and 
she's from Sydney and she's probably the one that we didn't know as well. Or oh, Knock Fan sent her tape down, her and Brad McMurray, who plays the big guy, Jason Sears. Yeah, that's they right. sent tape down from Queensland. Um, yeah. So, Perfect. But and, and jo- right now, I'd, I'd work with them all again. They're amazing. They are. They're amazing. And uh, jo- uh, John Orsick, it's quite, I don't know if I said that correctly, but it's nice to see him again. Oh, 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 yeah, no, I, I probably would mispronounce it. Um, yeah, he's great. He's beautiful in it. John has an acting school in Brunswick, I think, in Melbourne, um, called TAFTA, and Paul and the casting director here. Um, uh, close with him and yeah I think it's beautiful and so many people uh, you know I, I guess we'll say over 40 um, <laughs> remember him yeah, so, yeah 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 that's right and, and he plays the part brilliantly I think he's fantastic so, yeah, yeah. and all of our uh, my two stepkids are in it my oldest daughter's in it um, Paul's son's in it my girlfriend's in it Paul's <laughs> wife is in it uh, John Brunton's dog is Ruby so oh, I've right. written for John and Ruby so yeah, and her real name's Ruby. So yeah, and whose uh, porn and whose porn shop? She didn't have to get into character then. Um, por- whose porn shop is it? We built it. Paul and I built that. We rented a bare shell of a shop, and um, yeah, we we built it in that street. There's four other pawnbrokers, so we kind of. So one of them was really lovely to us, Barclay Street pawnbrokers. A guy there also called Paul, and. We built the shop just from scratch, so it was beautiful because out wow. the back were like I'm six eight rooms. Yeah, and they acted as a um, production office, catering, green room. The green room's a bit fancy a term for it, but um, makeup, costume, all that stuff. And so our whole offices ran out of there. And then the only shot that we did cheat as far as in the pawn shop is the very top, the exterior, when Johnny opens it, and that's a pawnbroker from up the road. But all the rest of it, and it was beautiful because it acted as a studio and we could shoot whenever we wanted and, um, you know, you can manipulate light and all that sort of thing. How long did it take so, you? Yeah, we, oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 like we were sourcing, I'd be buying plastic rings from eBay, you know, in China at midnight and getting them delivered and then Paul would be collecting all bits and pieces, um, Fremantle Media out at Neighbours were, were lovely to us, so we grabbed a whole lot of stuff from, I don't know, guitars and figurines and broken DVD players and that. And, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, it's, and, uh, it didn't. It looked real. That's uh, it looked Yeah, real. and it's nice. I really like the aesthetic. There's a beautiful art director, a guy called Tyler Chalker, and we worked with him. He's a young guy that's a little bit of a freak. He's amazing. And he and Stacey O'Connor, who did costumes, I guess our any instruction we gave to them was really take out, like we didn't want technology showing, so it's not, you know, an iPhone 6 and same with costume going, you know, it's got to be timeless, so it's a certain colour palette that hopefully in five years' time we don't look at it and go, oh my God, that's so 2014 or whatever, whenever we found it. Because <laughs> it's not important what, what they're really selling. You know, he might sell a GPS or jewellery or something, but really it's not it's not cash converters. It's It's a little bit, Les's world, it's a little bit vintage and, um, yeah. Well, it, yeah, well, well, it works. That's why I asked you and I thought it was a real place. So you've succeeded. I mean, they look yeah, yeah, like no, that. Yeah, two days after the film shoot, which was Boxing Day, I think. it was. We did a day or something after Christmas and then Paul and I ripped up the whole shop, hired a van <laughs> and took it to the um, Brooklyn Tip in the Western Suburbs. Oh. <laughs> it's all there because oh. our lease was up. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. 
What a story. Yeah. I mean, we're coming to the end of this show, but uh, I could ask you thousands more questions. But one question I would like to know is, uh, I mean, it's going to be released shortly here, but are you taking it to festivals? Uh, yeah, it played in... Um, in Sydney? I think the coolest festival in the world. No, it played at MIF, actually. Yeah, yeah, well, MIF, yeah. And then it played in... It played in the Cinefest, which was lovely, this amazing festival in Margaret River. But last year... They invited Paul and I for its international to Tallinn in Estonia. So it was oh, wow. amazing. And did it's they a like really it? cool festival. They loved it. It one of it, it did well there. And um it's it's an amazing you know, it's a um Berlin Venice type of festival. It takes over the whole country and it's negative five degrees and people think Footscray's very exotic and um the translation into Estonian is kind of uh slightly literal. So I, I wouldn't say it because I'm on air, but um, yeah, some some of their stuff. But they get it; they think it's amazing. And then we played Singapore on the way back. And what did they uh, think of it? Just oh, they they were great. They they've got a different sense of humour. The Estonians are very uh, very reserved as people and very polite. But no, and they really embraced us at the festival. I think we were we just got into a slightly higher profile one, and were announced. We're told the week before, but we'd committed to them, and they were brilliant in you know accommodating uh, accommodating us we were there for over two weeks and um and and really for a film festival this place knows how to do it they support the filmmakers they they you know travel you everywhere and there's all sorts of you know pats on the back and free drinks and all those things but they really just love film so oh, that's I got fantastic. To, yeah we were the only aussie film um there so I think Partisan might have been there playing out of competition, something like that. But Oh, Partisan's yeah, cool. fantastic. That's a great film. I love that film. So I do I. Great. I don't yeah. know why it was um, not uh, embraced. They like well, that I think because coming back to that thing, going probably one or two art house cinemas and people went, oh, that's what its audience is. Whereas, um, I forget the guy's name that directed it, but I think it's really cool. And I thought the film was, you know, amazing. I did too. I really did. Uh, yeah. um, and 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 Singapore. You went to Singapore. What did they think of it? Because I mean, Fitzroy. Uh, they were cool. They were very different. The festival yeah. there is more like a converted kind of. Um, I don't know what it had been. Uh, some sort of <laughs> a dodgy cinema before that, but it was. Uh, um, they were good. They're a lot more relaxed. Uh, Talon's very formal and suits and cameras and red carpet and these guys are kind of like met us at the airport and went, yeah, come along. And But the, they had the same enthusiasm for the film and um, they had a really cool program. It's, they sort of had films like The Lobster and... Oh, which is another great film. Yeah, yeah, beautiful that's a, film. And, that's a great um, film. We'll, we played three festivals with The Lobster and um, The Daughter. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, they, they they were really cool, much more relaxed and it sort of showed for one night and it's a smaller festival. It's only like a five-day festival, whereas Black Nights is... It's freezing over there, so they, they really love movies. So it went <laughs> for sort of two weeks and culminated in this big awards ceremony um, televised live on TV with the president of the country there and all this sort of stuff. So, oh, what an uh, experience. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Damien, for talking to yeah, us today. It's a it's really lovely that you know you enjoyed the film and you actually watched it because I've done a few interviews and people are like uh, I go you yeah, haven't watched it have you? And like, Not yet. I watched the trailer and I'm like great. I'll talk for you know a fifth of the time. Well, that you know three CR we do we do the hard yards. No, you do the job. No, and you're passionate. It's beautiful. Uh, you know you're right. I could normally I don't really 
you know, I'm, I'm not a person that's like bangs on about my own film, but when you meet someone that's energetic about it, of course, it's lovely. Well, good luck, and uh, I can only congratulate you. Brilliant. Thanks heaps. Thanks, mate. Bye. Have a beautiful day. Bye. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.